2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 45 of Two Goalies, One Mike. I'm your host, Johnny Cullen, joined alongside Dwayne Steinel. as always. Dwayne, the NHL season is upon us. After much waiting, the Sabres made their much-anticipated season debut. Not the result we hoped for. A back-to-back series against, uh, two years ago, the the Stanley Cup champs, Washington Capitals. That first game, it was a bit sloppy. I knew it was going to be, Dwayne. Uh, with no training camp but we really we, we really were not not a good hockey club that first skate um, your thoughts on on the opening weekend here it's good to have you buddy
1: yeah man I'm excited to have hockey Sabres hockey back especially um, yeah um, they came out flat there in the beginning um, of the first game um, and you know they scored four goals yeah but you know the result was, you know, goaltending was a huge issue. Carter Hutton did not look good at all. He didn't look ready. I don't care how great the guy looked in training camp. I still don't understand the decision with coaching to start your backup and not your starter to lead off the season. Well, and who I'm, is our
2: starter? Huh? Who's our starter? Is he? Pardon? I don't think he came out and say that. Oh, okay. Pardon? No, no. Is that your point that he shouldn't your be? Your
1: Omar, Omar should be the starter. Carpenter okay. isn't the starter. Olmark's your starter. I think that was proven even more so, uh, you know, during the season opener. You know, he let a muffin oh. in from the point. You know, he he didn't look he didn't look very good. Um, he had spots where he looked okay, but you know, you need your goalie to make a save. And there were two times in that in that game where we scored to get momentum back, and then thirty seconds later, Washington comes down and scores again. It's just I've like, said it
2: can't. before. I'll say it again. The NHL, especially early on, even in, into the playoffs, it's a momentum league. And like you said, you know what? There's going to be breakdowns. There's going to be goals. Without it, hockey wouldn't be played. But a lot of times it comes down to that goalie and, you know, making that that save at the right time to help your team. And, and you're right. I think that there's a couple, you know, I think one or two of the goals, they were good goals. But it's those ones that you need that save. And for me, you go to that second goal, like you talked about, I know it's a power play. Um, I, I, I thought at first it was a deflection, but that we started flat, Dwayne. They obviously score. Uh, but then we, that power play, beautiful. Our first power play of the year, maybe second. In that first period, uh, Hall picks up a beautiful, that just the movement was great. You know what I mean? I like Hall as that bumper guy. We score yep. that goal, right? Yep, and then awesome. the, next, the next shift five on five we looked really good like you said we needed that momentum and sure enough we take a penalty on the power play or on our penalty kill we let in a soft goal and I feel like that shifted back the momentum shifted back to the capitals and I think that happened a couple times
1: you know that's one of the worst things you could happen in hockey is you know you never like to see that happen once in a game where you get momentum back and you let a goal in almost immediately right after you can't let it happen twice not not
2: three times you can argue right
1: yeah it's it, 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 you know, it kills any momentum you just gained back. Um, you need your goalie to make a save for you sometimes. And I, I hate, I hate to say it, but you also need your, like you said it last episode when we were at EJ Radica and you need your goalie also to be your best penalty killer too. Um, Clearly, Hutton's, wasn't not there, that. Right? Hutton, Hutton's not that guy you need. And um, I just don't, I'll never agree. And us as goalies too, we want to play as often as possible. I'll never agree with this coaching mindset that you have to play both your goalies in a back-to-back situation. You just had a nine month layoff. You, these are professional athletes. They're the best at their positions and playing in the best, the best league in the world. You're telling me Linus Omar could not play in a back-to-back situation to lead off the season against a team that in my opinion is going to be one of those teams you're going to be fighting for, for that third or fourth spot in this division, you know, and, and honestly the most difficult division, the mass mutual East division, um uh, the the most difficult division, mutual, the oh nation. it says it on the nhL site too the mass yes. mutual east i love it uh oh, it's mass crazy. Mutual east division and it's the it's the toughest division i think in the entire league right now you need as many points wherever and whenever you can get them and you cannot leave two games like that on the table i i truly believe you start old mark in the season opener you win that game you scored four goals it's not like you didn't score you scored four you start o in that game, you come out with a win, and then you have some swagger, you have some confidence in into that second that second game. You start o again, you let him pick up where he left off and hopefully come out with a second W and start the season off 2-0. Instead, you're 0-2 going into probably the team that might contend to win this entire division. I'm Philadelphia. fully on you're the
2: Philadelphia bandwagon.
1: Really, yeah, you're, you're realistically looking at an 0-4 start here because that's a tough team. And they're starting Carter Hart tonight, possibly
2: the best young goalie in the entire league. I have two points to make. I think that, and, and I think it's going to be tough for goalies to play a lot of back-to-backs this year, just because there's so many of them, but it's an inevitability, right? Because there are so many back-to-backs. And like you said, you want to find your rhythm as a goalie. You always want to be in the net. Um, but with with the schedule, the way it was, you have two games and then two days off, you're not going to have two days off often this year in this league, right? That's nope. a rarity. So I think you, you do have a point there. At first I was saying, nah. But I think on the on the to play devil's advocate, I think if you're Ralph Kruger, you want to see what you have. I think it was probably a coin flip to see who played. I know some coaches say, Hey, whoever played better in, in training camp in the preseason gets the first start. It's just we weren't there in the building this year with, with that. Um, with that being said, Philadelphia for those that don't know, I started, you know, I, I was always a Sabres fan, never really had another favorite team. Uh, outside of Goldberg being a Philadelphia native, I was never a Flyers fan. Started following them a little bit more uh, when Kevin Hayes got traded there. Just listening to him on Spin Chicklets and him being an American. Started watching him a little bit more, having him tell stories about Jacob Voracek or yeah. Jakey really cracked me up. And I kind of fell in love with that team last year. Uh, I got to work a lot with uh, Carter Hart's goalie coach. He's based out of Pittsburgh. Um, and he got a cool insight into Carter Hart. I was there when he FaceTimed him a couple times. Uh, I got to say hello once. Uh, He has no idea who I am. He's like, who's that pigeon? Um, They actually did like, uh, you know, the old show Cribs? Yeah. Philadelphia Flyers on their YouTube did like an episode of Cribs with Carter Hart. And you see my buddy Cliffy, the goalie coach, just sitting in there on the couch. when It was funny. Anyways, for those that don't know, there's going to be a new addition to the the jersey wall behind Dwayne in our our studio. And I wasn't sure what to get. Um, My original thought was a 79 Carter Hart orange Flyers jersey. And that would have been a good choice, Dwayne. Uh, up-and-coming goalie. Um, we have officially decided to go with a Royal Blue Sabres jersey, and it's going to be a surprise who's on it. Um, yep. we'll, we'll accept all guesses, but it'll be in, what, in a month, Dwayne?
1: Yeah, roughly a month it'll be in.
2: So that'll be fun to see. But, no, back to your point. Um, listen, it it, it was tough, tough to see in that first game you not get the goaltending that you so desperately need. We've said it almost with every guest we've had on. And it goes back to your point of, we didn't make any moves and that's starting to look more and more like a head scratcher. Listen, it's early. They've both had one start. I liked a little bit more what I saw from all Mark in the second game. If he can carry us and be a starter and play 75, 80% of games, even in the shortened season, maybe it's a non-issue moving forward, or maybe it's something we don't talk about, but um, go also in that first game. Another thing I, I liked to see um, cousins look good, man. Cousins look it's good. Bowl, bowl and he got better and better as the game went on. I'll, sometimes you see with those those rookies coming in as underagers, they look lost sometimes that first couple games. I yeah, thought he played really great. well. Your, your thoughts on Dylan Cousins?
1: Cousins looked great both games. He looked confident. He didn't look nervous. He didn't look timid. He didn't play on his heels. He looked good. He looked ready for the NHL. Um, you know, I would have liked to see more of a stall, especially with that bad giveaway of his in the uh, – <laughs> it was pretty terrible that led to the Backstrom goal. Uh, no, it wasn't the back. I forget I forget who scored it, but it was a bad giveaway in that first
2: game by Stahl, real momentum shifter. But again, I break be- that down real quick. Yeah. So one thing that I thought the Sabres struggle with early is establishing their forecheck. It felt like at points that because we were getting trapped in our defensive zone for extended amounts of time, by the time we did get into the neutral zone and get the puck in deep, we had to change. And obviously in the first period, it's, it's you know, once you you're you're, you're closer to your own net, I felt like every time that we were able to get possession through into the neutral zone, it would get in behind their D yes, but we wouldn't have any sustained pressure and, and Washington kept it simple. They made great first passes. They got moving North. And, and I felt like that was the tail of the tape for the first, you know, first couple periods. Um, and one thing Washington did really well on the flip side of that is they, when they did have to dump the puck in, they got it behind our D they had a good F1 pressure, but also they activated their F2. They sent. They were running more of a, you know, I don't want to say a 2-1-2, but it was a very aggressive 1-2-2, meaning that second forward really came in, uh, taking away that D-2-D pass and, and causing turnovers. That's something that we didn't do the first game that I thought we started to do more of in, in, the, in the second game. But Washington just looked like a veteran team making the easy plays uh, and taking away, you know, taking away our forecheck and, and you have no forecheck you don't get extended of zone times you don't get in zone in zone starts i thought that at least to me was a big part but back to the stall goal um that's a tough one right and yep. and, and i brought up the point about the forecheck because f1 comes in the pucks on um who has that hutton's blocker side he right. he bumps it d to d or maybe he got around the net and passed it right to stall the center stall catches it right and instead of, you know, Bob Bugner, I tweeted this. Bob Bugner always used to say to us on the breakout, when in doubt, Dwayne, glassing out, all right? right. Stall catches it, stick handles, so then it's on, you know, as he stick handles, F2 is right there. Poke check, turnover in the back of our net. If I'm stalled there, I'd like to see him catch it, just go off the wall, live to fight another day. If you don't have a direct pass to the winger, just get it out into the neutral zone, right? Instead, he overhandles it, Dwayne. And that was a big ball
1: that tries to make a backhand sauce pass. It gets picked
2: up through the middle, through
1: the middle. You never do that. And especially when you're a veteran, you don't do that. That, that was surprising for me. Like I said, I'd like to see a little bit more out of Eric Stahl for sure. Sam Reinhart hasn't been that impressive, uh, playing off the, off the top line. Um, I, you need to see more out of him. Uh, if you expect, this team, this franchise, this management to pay him, you know, what he expects to get paid.
2: He's in a contract year. I think this might yeah. be his first UFA year.
1: Yep. And uh, I need, I need more out of him, man. And, you know, we just can't be just, well, it's not working out in the second line or the third line with Sam Reinhart. So I guess we're putting him back with Jack. It's like, you know, but you, you don't want to, it, it, it's just ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. Like how many times in the past in, in this league, have you seen just really average at best players play on a top line and produce and you not have to pay them a boatload of money. You know, I, I don't want to pay Sam Reinhart six and a half to $8 million a year when he can only produce with one player, when analytics say he should be able to produce on his own line and drive his own line.
2: So that's, you know what, you bring up a really interesting point that I think, you know, we're going to delve into here. A um, lot, of, lot, of, lot of pushback from the fans on, on Ralph Kruger's usage of the lines. And obviously, you know, you have some new bodies in here. I, I'm not jealous of what he's going through in my brief time as a head coach coaching junior hockey, which is a completely different animal than the National League, I know. That was where I felt the most pressure. You know, how do I, how do I get the most out of my guys? How, who do I put them with? Um, we saw Thompson start with Hall and Eichel. And although I'm, I, I like Thompson's game, he's doing much better than I thought he was. He's a big guy that's, you know, not overly fast, but he's not super slow for a big guy. He's got a great reach. I think he'll be a good player for us. I just don't like him with Hall and Eichel. I think we saw um, towards the second game, I think you saw Reinhardt jump in with them. And, and that's where I get your point. Why should we reward him and you know punish Jeff Skinner? I, I'd like to see somebody create that chemistry with Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel. With that being said, Dwayne, I think it's going to take time. You don't see it in one game. So it's just very hard at, from the coach's perspective. You know, sometimes it takes two, three games for things to get going. I like how in years past you have the preseason and whatnot. Who would you like to see with Hall and Eichel? Skinner. Honestly,
1: Skinner. Um, I know he played off on his off wing, but at what point? Skinner was the best forward on the ice for Buffalo yesterday, playing on the fourth line, or uh, two nights ago. In the second
0: game,
2: he was, right? 100%. My argument was this. When people were calling for Kruger's head before the season even started, I'd like to know, and they're not going to say it, there was a reason he was on the fourth line. Okay. Whether it was, he came in, you know, maybe out of shape or he came in, you know, acting like he was a Bobby big wheels that he, he should be because of the contract. A lot of, we forget a lot of guys, like they, everybody knows what each other makes. Right. And yep. some guys feel like that's your value to the team. And that's, not, that's not the case. Right. Um, And so I think that Ralph had a reason, right. We don't know that reason. I could be wrong. Maybe he just thinks Skinner's a piece of shit, and everybody's right on Twitter. Um, but I really liked what I saw from Skinner in the second game, and was I'd all like to see him either jump on that. It was all individual. And, and you saw one or two shifts. You saw Ralph move him up to 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 play with, I think Stahl or what? Maybe after after got Sam moved got off his, his fourth line.
1: Yeah, Sam, Sam got hurt for for a bit there, and they uh they put him out there. Yeah.
2: So I mean, it's, Hall, it's tough.
1: Hall was hurt. Hall was hurt. At hurt. Uh, he got he cut, took a puck to the upper lip, and they put him up on that top line with uh, you know, with uh, Sam and Jack, or was it, Tage and Jack? They took Tage off the first line. I know that. So, uh,
2: but you, you were right. In, in in Friday's game, the second game of the weekend, he was buzzing. He he drew oh, two yeah. penalties. Uh, he had a glorious chance. I'll Spinner- tell you what, though, yes. I, I forget his name, the Washington uh, goaltender that played Friday. Um uh he's Ver- a new guy in the Ver- league. I'll, I'll Ver- Ver- Ver-
1: what Vericek or something like that. Not something foreign, but for Verachek or something like that. Uh
2: he was very good. Vitek Vanachek. Yep. Um Vanachek,
1: uh, yes, Vanichek. I'm
2: telling you, he's not super, you know, it's a little unorthodox at times. Do you remember the, the one play? Uh beautiful rebound in front. I think it was I don't know what period it was. I apologize. Second period, maybe. Uh, right on the tape of the forward and front. He pushes right at him instead of going back to the post on an angle. And we wait, we wait, we wait. And we end up going all the way around the net. Don't even get a shot. That to me was great. He made the saves he needed to make. You know what I mean? Um, and he was very good. He was very good. Um, I think that was a story too. you. You ran into, and I think the Sabres did this a lot. You run into a hot goalie. You make the goalie look better than he is. And hey, I'm a goalie too. I respect it. Hate yeah. to see these goalies play well, but that's his debut in the National League. He spent five years in the minors. Um, you know, obviously Holtby was there. Um, and 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 uh what's it called? Samson. Um Samsonoff obviously was there last year, and he, you know, it's tough, but he he stopped the first 26 shots he faced.
1: He did, and you know what? I won't take anything from the kid. I think Buffalo kind of made it easy for him, too. Um you know, there weren't a ton of, you know, high, very dangerous chances, high, you know, high percentage chances. Um, But yeah, I just, uh, you know, I saw a lot of individual effort out of uh, Jeff Skinner that night, and I thought he deserved to be awarded. And maybe you can call being put on that first line, uh, being awarded when Hall got hurt. But, you know, then you saw practice lines yesterday, and (laughs) they had Casey Middlestad on the top line. Grant Sam got hurt and he's questionable for night. It looks like he's gonna play, but why? I understand he's just film, but why are you awarding a guy who came to who came to camp not ready in practice rather than awarding somebody an opportunity to play in the top line, play with Jack, like a play Here's with? My Caleb.
2: answer to that: I, I think it was looked at. They know more than we do. They know that Sam's gonna be in the lineup. Instead of screwing up all the lines just for one practice, I think Casey Middlestat was just a placeholder. So, you could keep every other line together, you know what I mean, for that practice. Yeah, it's just,
1: I, I just want to see guys get awarded for when they play well. And it, well, you know, is, that,
2: is that a reward practicing with a line that you're not going to play with?
1: At least get at least showing in practice, at least showing practice that it could well, work. My on point your is opinion.
2: this Reinhardt didn't practice, right? Yeah, Reinhardt yeah. is slotted on that line with T- Heichel, Heichel and Hall. I don't know,
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I
2: will, I'm willing to bet he is because that's I, the I, reason I, why middle stat was put there. Because they didn't want to, that's the lineup going forward, except middle stat is going to come out and Reinhardt's going to play. I think that's why we saw that in practice. That's a I, smart I, coaching I, move. I like
1: I, that. I, I, well, I, I, got, I guess so, man. I just I just don't think it's a very smart coaching move to be playing, pay, paying your, one of your best goal scorers, you know, playing him eight minutes a night on your fourth line.
2: Well, it was closer to 12-13, but I, I agree with you there. I'm not saying that. I, I don't want to see him on well, the that's one because point.
1: we had five power plays that we didn't capitalize on. He got some power play time, but well, he, he's also he, on the second
2: unit. And, and they're, they're not getting much. The first unit's playing one, one thirty. I'm I agree with you, Dwayne. I don't think he should be on the fourth line, but I, I, when people saw that middle stat thing, I think they were reacting to nothing that was something that wasn't there. My point is this, if you know Reinhardt's going to play and he's just out for that practice, why change all the lines because, like I said, you need continue. You need familiarity. You need time with your line, right? It's early in the season, correct? I don't disagree with you. So why blow up all the lines for the, the one practice before the games when you could just pop in middle stat there, knowing Reinhardt's going to take that spot? You know, we haven't seen an extended look with Reinhardt, Hall, and Eichel. Maybe they're lights out, dude. I don't know. Maybe Skinner's the guy that goes there. Who knows? Maybe Cousins is. I don't know. But I, I just, kind of, for so track long, track Dwayne, we line. had, what? Cousins was promoted to the second line. For so long, my point is this, for so long the Sabres have been a one-line team. We're at a big drop-off into that third, fourth, even the second line. I, I liked, you know, me and you had that exercise a couple months ago, playing around with possible lines. I would love for us to have a more balanced attack. I think, you know, Priority one's got to be finding somebody that fits in well with Hall and Eichel. And then from there, you start to figure other things out, right? Correct. So you're saying you think it's it's Skinner. I say, I didn't like what I saw from Thompson. I think you got you to gotta play around with something else. Because I think with his big body, he can he do well with Eichel the in, in them.
1: He overhandles the puck. He's doing the same shit he did last year, overhandling the puck. Like, I just don't think he do... plays
2: with enough speed through the neutral zone for Hall and Eichel. But you got to remember, <laughs> there's only one puck out there at a the
1: time you know of the neutral zone buffalo got dominated in the neutral zone that yeah. first game dominated
2: Absolutely. One like point it, i saw um somebody make um is that wrist the line every time instead of hitting you know as they broke out uh Ryan, uh wrist the line instead of moving it to eichel you know when he had speed before he gets like right before the neutral zone or hall streaking down the boards on the backside he would hold on to it hold on to it and then force a pass when a guy's right on top of them and they have to chip it in anyways. Let's get the puck to those guys early and let them do what they do best. Attack them with speed. So we're not just giving away possessions. You know, that line needs possession. Agreed?
1: Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, it's, um, yeah, (laughs) I just, I'm just perplexed. I, I, we really need a win tonight, man. We need a W. You, you can't, you can't start the season off 0-3 because we made a good point of it uh, earlier in the week that in a, in a condensed season like this, um, you know, and the division we're in starting off 0-2 is almost like starting off 0-3. You know, you know, we are already ha- that far behind the eight ball behind other teams and you lost two games to a team that again, that I mentioned earlier in the show, you're probably going to have to compete with for one of those last playoff spots and their goaltending situation isn't the greatest. Um, you look at teams like Boston, I, I think Boston, you know, might be a team that could be on the, honestly be on the outside looking in just, you know, just like Wash us in Washington, um, New Jersey, definitely Pittsburgh. Definitely. I just, I just, we, we, we need this. We need to start getting points wherever we possibly can. And I, I just, I can't agree with playing Jeff Skinner on a bottom line, man. I can't, I just, I
2: just no, can't. Dude, I'm with you 100% on that. I, I think that he's a top six forward. Um, you just got to find to do it the right way, you know? Obviously, like, my point that I think has been lost is he obviously did something wrong or, or pissed somebody off or came in with the wrong attitude. Ralph Kruger strikes me as a guy that, that does something. For the second ready, season? Right. For the second season? Buddy, like, there's got to be something there that we're not seeing. I, I just, Ralph Kruger doesn't strike me as a guy that's just going to hold grudges and be a dick about, you know what I mean? As much as everybody wants to think that. He's a smart guy. I think. I another, just wish
1: I I wish you would just come out and just be more transparent about it. Like that's part
2: of it. If you're, if you're Jeff Skinner and you did something, maybe he was late to a meeting. Would you want that out in the public? Uh,
1: I would, I would, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you punish a player this, this long, you know, dating back just for being late to a meeting. There's something else there, man. I I don't know me. I, I, and I, I just, I just, I can't agree with it. You know, I'm not trying to be that stereotypical, over the top Sabres fan that you know just blows things out of proportion. I just see a guy who's been one of the better five on five players in this league for a long time, being buried on the fourth line, not getting the minutes he should be getting. For a it. long he's time. Been, he's been he have been one of the better five on five goal scorers in, a, in quite some time, Kelly. He has been.
2: You, if you said five on five goal scorer, I could have went with that. Well, yeah, five you know, on five overall mean, play. I know I'm nitpicking that. I'm sorry. I'm just. I, I'm not a big. You know what player. I
1: mean. You know what I mean. You, I you don't bury that player. guy. You don't. I mean. Was Yamir Yager the best player defensively? I know it's a terrible comparison, but are you going to bury Yamir Yager on your fourth line because he no. doesn't play well? No, you're not.
2: What? Yamir yes, Yager it. did more things better than Skinner did. Skinner? Well, I I know it's not a great
1: comparison, ahead. just throwing a name out there, but you know you don't bury
2: players who just do. You, you just are there on, on yeah. score goals. Here's my question. I look at, so your third line right now is Tobias Ryder at left wing, Cody Eakin at center, Tage Thompson at right wing. Okay. Correct. Your, your fourth line is Jeff Skinner, Curtis Lazar, Riley Sheehan. Outside of Sheehan being the worst player there, I don't see a huge difference besides third, fourth line, right? I get it. But when you're rolling lines, you're even more close to each other. If he if in the third line, would you still be upset? Third line?
1: Um, no, because like I think if you it got was a better,
2: Cody, I think
1: Skinner he's got a, a better class, center to play with. would you be more upset. I think he'd have a better center to play with. I think. Okay, fair enough. I wouldn't mind seeing seeing him playing with Dylan Cousins. That's more speed on that line, at least. So here's my question. There's only. So who's getting bumped out of the top six? You want Sam Reinhardt down on the third line? 100%. Yeah, because he's the guy that, again, if auto analytics nerds are correct, like he's the guy that out of all those guys can play a role outside your top stick and still be productive and drive his own line from the wing.
2: I believe there's a place for analytics and hockey. I really do. But I think when, when you're, when you're make, when they make that conclusion that, Oh, he has these numbers, his Corsi four, whatever it is, right. I don't, I don't uh, pretend to understand it completely for them to just assume that he should be able to drive his own line. I think it's got to pass the eye test. Who's he been, who's Sam and I've been playing with the past two, three years. Jack Eichel. So because he's done well with Eichel we're saying that n- the numbers say that he should be able to do it by himself. I, I, I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm just saying I hate that analytics crowd draws that. And if I'm wrong, tell me, folks. If you if you understand the analytics and I'm drawing the wrong conclusion, I don't know. I'm not saying Sam Hair can't. Um, I guess, dude. This is what I meant. Uh, this is something I really struggle with as a head coach forming the, the lineup, second guessing myself, having you know, may- doubting that if this guy did something well with that guy. You know what I mean? I just, it's tough, man. It's really tough. Looking at this lineup, I've been staring at it. It's its going to be interesting to see where it is. I wouldn't mind seeing Victor Olofsson jump in with a Hall and Eichel, right? And and then, you know, maybe Jeff Skinner, Eric Stahl, and Dylan Cousins. And then you got, then you can play around with, you got um, Reinhardt, Cody Eakin, Thompson. You know what I mean? Like that to me looks like a lot better lineup. And would you be as upset if, if that Skinner was on the third line there in that scenario?
1: No, I would be a little bit happier because at least he's getting more power. He's getting more ice time outside of the power play. You know, I'd imagine if you're putting him on your third, your third line, he's probably at least getting 15 minutes a night, 16 minutes a night. That's better then, than 10 to 11.
2: So one one thing I want to touch on really quick before we get into the Flyers and what's going on there, what, what we need to do. Um, I've really liked um, – I know they're not putting up tons of points, but, no, they did have a – you know – uh, that Lazar, uh, I think it was Tobias reader made a really good play in the first game down yep. low, winning the turnover, that wraparound goal. Love that. That's what you need from that. That's dirty game. goal. You got to get in those areas. Cody Eakin has done his job. He hasn't been a minus player, right? Like I think those pickups, although they're not super sexy, I, I like what they've done so far. Have you?
1: I have. Yeah. I have no, I have no reason to complain about Cody Eakin. He isn't, he hasn't hurt us. Um, I think defensively guys like Brandon Montour have been killing us. Uh, that first game with Hutton killed us. Um, you know, surprisingly, you know, cor- you know analytically, Rasmus Ristolainen has been the best player, uh, coursey-wise. Uh, oh. uh, versus- <laughs> this is
2: why you wonder why I doubt analytics sometimes. Yeah, you
1: know, he's been the best one. Um, and he he actually played two decent game, two, two decent, you know, say good games, decent. Um, Darlene struggled in that second game, but he's a, he just turned twenty years old. He's still trying. He's still trying to, you know. He came in sixteen pounds heavier, all muscle. He's still trying to figure out how to use that size and that. That's weight. where
2: I wish we had a normal training camp because I feel like that would have been perfect. Different, well, right? It, you
1: know, me too, man. Because we have so many new faces in this lineup, and you only had like I, left think, left I left
2: wish left. if I could, Dwayne, if you could say that to everybody on Twitter, I'd be so happy. Say that again.
1: If you have so many new faces in this lineup, and you had like twelve days, thirteen days to get them acclimated with each other on the ice together for the first time, it takes time, and you know. I would have liked to have seen them not come out so flat in that first game, Um, you know, because we all had the same, you know, most teams had the same, you know, same amount of time to prepare for the season. Not just, you know, not just, uh, not just the Sabres, but I think we have more new faces uh, in our lineup than most other teams. But I just, I've been very disappointed defensively what I've seen and I've, I've been preaching that now for, how long defensively we need to add? add it. We should have added another piece, not Matt Irwin to sit in the press box, be a depth guy. You should have added another stay at home defenseman, um, the guy, a guy to play well defensively, not just be a puck carrier, not to be a threat offensively. We needed a guy to really bring stability to blue line, uh, to the blue line, and I think to you know take some pressure off Rasmus Daleen because Daleen's in a, a very important year in his career. I think this is the last year of his entry level deal. Um, you're gonna to have to pay this guy a ton of money next year. You want to see him take the right steps this season, and you're not gonna get that from playing him with, um, who they got him with. Uh, God, why is it Brandon escape? Montour? Brandon Montour, yes. Brandon Montour has been a train wreck the last two games. Yeah, he's that got that first a- goal. That first goal, uh, that Backstrom scored, he literally sat on his heels and backed into his own goal, backed to his own end and didn't even attempt to get a stick, a stick on the puck here. It might have been Ovechkin. Um, but like if you just get a stick on him, if you just get a stick on him or a body on him that puck probably doesn't make it over to backstrom who's alone in front of the net. Just get 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 a body on him. Do something. He Good just point. did nothing. He let him skate around him. He might as well have been a pylon. I'm sorry, man. You should not if you're in the you're in the NHL. You're in the NHL. Just, you know, you're in the National League, son. You're in the National, dude. Like like put a body on him. If I'm Ralph Kruger, after seeing that, I put him on the bench the rest of the game and
2: he's sitting in the press box the second game. You're not going to come to... to You don't have that depth on D. Hey, how nice would it be to have Lawrence Pilot still here? You know? I don't know. I always liked him. I'm sorry to bring him up. But yeah, Montour had a tough one. Our whole D corps had a tough one. We don't don't have enough... You don't... The way Ralph Kruger likes to coach, you want your defense involved in the play, right? I thought Washington D did a good job of that, especially Carlson jumping in, Dwayne. Yep. Upside of Darlene, who does that well?
1: Uh, jumping into the play, you would hope Montour. You would hope. Yeah, that's why you brought him here to begin with. Uh, I think Henry Yokohar, you, uh not not nearly as good as Darlene does, but he 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 can be counted on to do that. And then I guess
2: Ristolainen. So here's my my concern. Um, like you said, it takes time for everybody to gel, right? And you want to see Bad that. News. You want to see news. that sooner rather than later in this shortened season, right? Yep. Bad news.
1: What? Sabers just announced we have recalled goaltender Jonas Johansson from our taxi squad. Goaltender Linus Omar will miss tonight's game against Philadelphia for personal reasons. That means we're getting Carter Hutton tonight.
2: Nice. Well, hey, cut the Carter cut, hey, Carter, like Carter back after you're playing the best team in the league in my opinion. So, ah. here's here's one quick note on Philadelphia. They are leading the league with 11 goals. They they dominated Pittsburgh in back-to-back games, right? Um they were very good. Okay. And they are first in the league in the power play too. Okay. So one thing is, you know, you have to stay disciplined. Okay. But when you look at Philly's lineup, their one saving grace could be that Sean Couturier is out for a couple weeks. Okay. their top center. He's yeah. been, in my opinion, the best defensive center in the league, the best two way center. Did he win the Selkie last year? I think he did. I think it was his first. I could be wrong. He should have won it. Um,
1: he was a candidate. He was a candidate, I believe. him I think was a candidate for sure. Um,
2: I forget who won it, but still my point is this, even with him out, they still have a dangerous lineup. Claude Giroux, although he's been getting older and and not as dominant, he's still a premier guy in this league, right? I think he's still in the top 20 left wings in the league. Okay. Kevin Hayes has been bumped up to that first line. Like I said, I won't be rooting for him tonight, but I'm a huge Kevin Hayes guy. I think he is the modern day power forward that can still get up and down the ice He kills penalties for you. He's put on the power play. He plays with jam and he's a great teammate. And then Joel Farabee has been another young guy. Wayne, look at how well Philly has done through the draft. They have a lot of guys. They've hit on most of their first-round picks. You see it all throughout their lineup. And, and they've they've also hit on some second and third-rounders. They've done a great job developing. You got Van Riemsdyk, Nolan Patrick's coming back. That's a really interesting story. You remember how he missed all last year with migraines? Yep. He's back. He's playing well. And Jakey Voracek has been doing jakey things real quick that you, you <laughs> saw that uh press conference right oh that
1: was great that was fantastic anybody that has
2: it please watch it that i looked into it because i was curious why when adam that reporters a, is a crumb he's been stirring no. the pot I'm writing like speculative articles trying to create stuff that isn't there just do your job buddy i get it that you have to have opinionated pieces but don't create storms that aren't there um and then the biggest thing Travis Konechny on the third line with Oscar Limbaum. couple clicks for Oscar beating cancer. Love to see it. Love to see it, Dwayne. And Morgan Frost is centering them. Konechny really stepped up, played well. He's one of my favorite players. Just a little rap that can shoot, that can kill penalties. He'll get in your face, finish hits. He got a hat trick against Pittsburgh. Um, some nice goals there. Uh, so you got to slow them down. And um, hopefully we see Carter, or actually, I hope we don't see Carter Hart. I, I mean, I just want to watch him play, but. He, he's. Been, sure I think he's the the Patrick Wall of this generation. I think he's going to be good for a long time. Really like his game. Fundamentally solid. He moves well across crease. He battles when he needs to. But most importantly, he's calm. He's in control. He's been very consistent, which our goalies have Um Your thoughts on what the Sabers need to do well here going into Philly?
1: Uh, special teams has to improve. Um, you you cannot get beat. You can't go zero and five on a power on the power play again. You got to improve your penalty kill. Um, you know, those, those two in particular, I think, especially against a team like Philadelphia, that you're not going to get many chances to score on Carter Hart with the way he's playing. So any opportunity you got on the power play with that first unit, you have to
2: bury it. I agree. Um, So I liked our power play in the first game, some good movement. You liked what you saw one for three. It was abysmal the next night. And I think it had a lot to do. um, You know, we really struggled with our entries, right? When we were in zone, we were okay, but I don't know if it was shot selection. I don't know if it was rushing it, uh, not winning battles, outnumbering the puck down low when it was loose. We couldn't seem to get sustained pressure. And I think with that group, that first group, Dwayne, I think they're going to have success when when they can keep teams in there for 45 seconds, you know, really working around, get guys tired on the PK. I think that's when you'll have lanes opening up. I think Taylor Hall does a tremendous job as the bumper guy in the middle because, you know, when when you go from the top over to Eichel and Eichel moves it across to Olofsson, at that point you should have them spread out enough where that defenseman or bottom PK guy has to choose between covering Hall driving to the middle of the net or um, who is it? Sam down low. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think that's what you saw in the first goal. um, And I just don't think you really saw that much after that. The more you do that, the more you beat them with that play, that's going to open up room for Darlene to to bump it to Eichel for a one T or bump it to Olofsson. You know, we saw last year when Darlene bumps it over to Eichel who hits who, who hits it through the seam to Olafson? one T goal. Uh, I think the more that you beat them down low, you open up that, you know, that, that seam pass. All right. With that being said, they really struggled on Friday uh, 0 for five, like I said, and then another thing Dwayne is going to be, you know, discipline here. You're going against the league's top power play. They've done a really good job, man. Yeah, they have. So, really um, you know what sucks though? You know, I know it's two games into the year. If you go to the, uh, the NHL site, and you look at the mass mutual East division, the lowly Sabres sitting at the bottom of of the group. And even, even Pittsburgh, they started 0-2 against Philly, right? Um, They came back and they beat Washington in a shootout. Um, And here's the one thing as in this shortened season, when you're only playing your division, you don't want to see any games go to overtime. I love OT, right? So do you?
1: Correct. I love, I love, I love. I found
2: myself watching that Pittsburgh, Washington game, the tie game, 10 minutes left in the third. I'm like, Oh, I want to see it go to OT until I realized they're both in this division. That extra point in your division is going to suck this year. So Pittsburgh got the win there. um, And them beating Washington after getting swept by, by Philly, our next opponent didn't make me feel too confident. Uh, Granted Casey DeSmith did play well for Pittsburgh, uh, but I don't know. Um, Dwayne, before we, in the last 10 minutes here, before I got to hop back on the ice, um, there's been some interesting rumors going around um, with, with Pierre-Luc Dubois in Columbus. I uh, just wanted to tee you up for that. What what, what what happened? What's going on? For those that don't know, uh, fill us in here.
1: A few days ago, uh, Darren Drager was on with the instigator WGR, and um, he flat-out said that, uh, I, I don't know the exact context of the conversation leading into it, um, but – he said that, and he's flat out said that Kevin Adams has contacted both Columbus and uh, Florida about Pierre-Luc Dubois and Alexander Barkov. And, you know, obviously in, in, in terms of Dubois, you're going to, if you're a good GM, you're calling to see what it takes and see what they're looking for. Just You're doing your job as a GM. But the fact that he came out and flat out said it, I think holds a little bit of weight. Um... You know, you haven't heard teams specifically being named out there as contacting. I mean, you can assume, but uh, being flat outside to, to have contacted either of these teams and uh, either of these teams and, you know, having a guy like us insider like Darren Drager flat out say like, yeah, Kevin Adams has called both teams about these players. I think it holds a little weight. I know you're doing your job as a GM if, you know, regardless, but I, I like to hear those things out of my GM, especially when you start off 0-2 and, and you're looking to fix issues oh, because yeah. we haven't seen Nobody's
2: that far GM in the past. So you mentioned Darren Dreger brought it up. I, you brought up a good point. You want your GM making those calls. I think in the years past, maybe we haven't. I don't know. I don't know how often it happens, how often it doesn't. We always hear, love that the instigators bring on Darren Dragger. I used to hate dregs. I think I've, I've kind of grown on him more and more. Dwayne, what would it take for us to get Pierre Lecceau in your eyes? And... Part two of that question is, what are you drinking right now? That looks awful good.
1: Uh, well, before before we get into the what would take, I'm actually drinking. It is uh, from Froth Brewing Company right here in Buffalo, New York. Liquid lollipop. We have the orange mango fluff flavor. They just dropped it. It is a smoothie in a can. A little bit of alcohol in it. Six point five percent to be exact. Unbelievable guys over at Froth Brewing. I highly suggest anybody get down there and check them out. These four packs they Ah, are in limited supply and it is worth. It's worth every penny, and you want to support your local businesses. So right here, Froth Brewing Company downtown. Tell them two goal, two goalies. When Mike sent you, tell them Dwayne from Dwayne and Collie from two goalies. When Mike sent you, uh, you know, I'm sure there will be a stack to hear to hear that. Pick myself up a hat too. I'm a big snapback guy. Love so it. Definitely get get there when you get a chance. I picked up. Where did up, you say they're located again? Located downtown
2: Buffalo, 700 Military Road, uh, in Buffalo, New York, guys. You know they do have a cool can design. 20 minutes from everything here. Support support local businesses. Love to hear it. Roth Brewing. Hit them up. Dwayne, ten minutes left. What you, what do you what it's going to take for us to get Pierre Luc Dupois?
1: You're going to have to pay a lot. Um, I think it's going to take at least a Jack Quinn or a Dylan Cousins. I prefer, you know, I think I, I I value Cousins over Quinn personally. I would like to see them deal Quinn in that deal. You're going to have to deal. You're going to have to part with a first round pick. That's a given. And, you know, you, you'd probably, and here's me personally, if you're, if you're dealing, dealing with Columbus, they have two good goaltenders in that, on that team right now, both starting caliber goaltenders and both Merzinklis, Merzinklis and uh, Corpusalo. I would love to see Corpusalo in a Buffalo uniform. I do think he's better than Olmark. I do think that he could help you win games. Yeah, obviously, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'd call him elite. But you know he's gonna help. He's gonna help you win hockey games. Yeah, you know.
2: in a couple of those games in the playoff. The five oh over. my
1: god, It when 60, oh, wow. 60 save performance. It was insane.
2: Dwayne, he's got he's got hips and flexibility like Gumby does, dude. He should yeah, not be unbelievable. The, the goal, the body should not be able to do those things. Yep. He does them very well. He had so a great team today window. against Detroit, three two victory. Yeah, he's a good goalie. Um, and they play a more defensive style under Torts, but you saw there against Tampa, he got peppered, and he's yep. done his job. So you have Elvis Merlikens, who, you know, two years ago in, in limited duties, really struggled. Even at the beginning of last year, he struggled. And then out of nowhere, when Corpicello got hurt, Elvis Merlikens went on a heater, was one of the best goalies in the league, finished with some great numbers. Some people were calling for him to get some Vezina votes. If yep. you're Columbus, which one are you hanging on to and why get rid of one now? And, and like
0: you said, it's going to be
2: tough to prime him out.
1: I think you hold on to Elvis just because he's younger. and I think there's more a higher ceiling there. You know, I think he is the, probably eventually will be the better goaltender. And he's cheaper. I think he's cheaper. I'm mean, actually, I think they signed similar contracts, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah they're both
2: I, in that three, four million range. I, I million. would
1: love to see that package deal with both Corpus Allo and Dubois. Uh, Dubois, de, Dubois, Dubois, Dubois. Buffalo. We, yeah, I mean, with the situation with goalie, the goaltending right now in Buffalo, um, you know, I think you just have to try and find a way to bring a goaltender back along with Dubois. It's going to cost you a ton. Nope but I think at the end, it's worth it. I think, like, I, I, don't think you're, I don't think you'd have to mortgage your franchise to do it.
2: It might, he's a top three. He's a third overall pick in 2017, went back to juniors, played, you know, had a dominant year there and came into you're the-, also the
1: back, You're also sending him your first this year and another first round pick. It's not like you're sending him nothing. You know, those are two big
2: things right there. So Dubois had, you know, 48 points as a rookie, then had 27 goals, 61 points the next year. Uh, with Panarin, and then without per- Panarin last year, dipped off a little bit. He only played 70 games, 18 goals, 49 points, uh, but he was very good in that postseason for them. He's a Quebec native, just 22 years old, but he's a big boy, 6'3", 220. He plays with that physicality that you need with centers on defense, but it also you know, allows him to play well below the goal line on offense. Um, he, he's, you know what, Dwayne? I see some Ryan O'Reilly in him, okay? The, the ability to be a good two-way center with still you know, some offensive touch, um, and, and that's a player that obviously we, we have that hole since O'Reilly left. I think if you bring in an elite center like that, it's going to make, it's going to ripple down your lineup. Um, and you know, a lot of these young four, like cousins, even though he's a natural centerman, I think he will be a centerman in due time has the ability to play wing. I am curious to see how Casey Middlestadt does on the wing this year. Now, you know, he, he went, listen, as much as we shit on the guy, he did do well with the Americans last year. I haven't completely given up on him like others have. Uh, it's, I, I, i Back in, he to earn it. Um, but the fact that he's the first player called off the taxi show something, right? Um, with that being said, he signed a two year extension with only a five million dollar cap hit. That's incredible. So, that's yeah, good that, numbers that, for that, him. That, and that's that, obviously that, would have been more if the pandemic you could fit didn't that
1: happen. you could still fit that under your cap in a trade here for sure. I, 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 I think if you're Kevin Adams, you have to be really kicking the tires on that because I really believe. Mm-hmm. You know, you add both those pieces of this lineup, you're looking at a playoff contending team. I mean, you, you that, that that'll slide Eric Stahl down to your third line center, Cody Eakin down to your fourth. Like, how about that? Se- how about that depth at center?
2: Yeah, that looks really good. I just think it's gonna be tough to get done. I think you're right. You have to give up a lot. Jack Quinn, probably another first and maybe another piece. I'm not sure. Um, but hey, Dwayne, you'll keep us posted. Be sure to tre- check out two boys, one mic, and at D D Steinell.
1: At uh at two goals on Mike at Dwayne um, S39. Um you, hey, you've been killing it on Twitter. You've been
2: really staying on top yep, of stuff. Have, we
1: had um, we had the Josh Allen. We had the Josh Allen jersey giveaway. Um nobody yet. We I said 1,200 followers. I'm sticking to it. If I'm Love giving it. away a jersey, I want 1,200 followers. We're about I think it's like 130 short right now, but you guys have been tearing it up. You guys have been following, you guys have been doing what we've asked, but you know, we got a little bit a little bit more here to go. We got a week to do it, and then I'll give that jersey away. We have two more jerseys to give away too. So the sooner we get, I get rid of this Josh Allen jersey, the sooner we can get to the next two jersey giveaways. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's been a fun week here in Buffalo outside of the Sabers. Obviously, with the Bills, you know, making the AFC Championship game. Uh, oh, I was, we
2: haven't even talked about it. We got We got a couple minutes left here, um, Dwayne. It's been so long. It's so it's so awesome. Uh, you, you
1: really feel for you really feel from kind of like my generation who has really lived through that drought, that terrible drought. You know, obviously my father and his generation, they got to experience Bowl years and their prime. Uh, you know, we didn't really we we're I'm not old enough to remember that. I was too young. Um but with that being said, just uh it's exciting. I cannot wait for Sunday to see what happens with Kansas City, see if Patrick from home does play. I know he had a concussion. But I, I'm I'm excited, man. I I I am over the moon right now, and I really hope the Sabers can you know keep some momentum going here for us because, you know, the city is a special place right now with how well the Bills are playing. I would like to see the Sabers continue that.
2: I love it. Um, it's been fun to watch the Bills succeed. I'm hoping that we can Sabers can bunt. listen. If if this would be a huge huge weekend or a two game set to really turn your season around. You you bounce back two wins all right against uh, the, one of the top teams in the in the in the league not just their division uh get you back to 500 what you don't want to do and what we've seen in years past is if you dig this hole early especially in in a, in a shortened season um it's it's tough to climb out of that hole I think it's even going to be exaggerated here you got Flyers today seven o'clock seven thirty okay uh this one's on NBC Sports you got Flyers tomorrow at seven and then you're back Friday against the Capitals so. If you can find a way to get three out of these four points, that'd be huge. Get some payback on the capitals. Um, it's going to be important. You need to see some progression. You can't, you can't dig yourself a hole this early this year. Hopefully, we get some goaltending. Hopefully, you know all is well with Allmark. You never like to hear that personal reason stuff because that could be a ton of different things. So we're wishing him well. Um, any last thoughts here, Dwayne, before I kick it over to our, our sponsor here? Uh, froth brewing this episode's been brought to you by froth brewing. Like Dwayne said, make sure you go check them out, support your local businesses. Um and then yeah, hey, for those that didn't catch it, uh our our that uh, little um commercial from from last weekend's episode, um what is it? Bud Ends. Bud
1: Ends, yeah. Bud Ends uh, located right here in Kenmore, New York, uh another local business who's really caught fire over the over the years. Um there's some pretty cool ad promos they did with uh Tim Stutzlaw uh you know they they uh they supply him with their grips uh along with a lot of other uh player NHL players including uh Akiel Thomas uh exciting stuff for them uh they're going to they're going to be uh, hopefully continuing some uh, some content with us i'm excited for that and keep an eye out for froth brewing man uh unbelievable beer again i'm drinking the uh the orange mango fluff flavor uh the liquid lollipop 6.5% alcohol content you can go to find them at that www. Sounds, that
2: sounds intriguing.
1: Yep. www.frothbrewing.com or at frothbrewing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Unbelievable stuff, man! I'm gonna have another one for the game here in a little bit. Just uh, pick up your again. You know they're in limited supply, so keep your eye on on their social media handles. Follow them. You know when they drop a new flavor, you want to get down there and get it right away because it's in limited supply. That's why it's you know it costs what it does. But it's worth every penny, man. I bought two, I bought two four packs myself yet uh yesterday. Got to meet the owners. Uh, you know, Alexander. Uh, I'm sorry, uh not Alexander, Travis. Uh we we're talking about uh talking about um think about I thinking about that jersey you're getting. Oh, I know no! I know we Travis. Don't
0: know who it was. Oh, That's okay, man. I
2: ordered a mobile new jersey,
0: folks. Yes, he did, he did. 89,
2: Captain Royal Blue. Love to see it. Yeah, um, just, i just
1: got an email about it. i just, I'm sorry, sorry about that, guys. Not a no, no, it's okay. But, uh, Real yeah.
2: quick. Uh, no, go ahead. No, I just want to say one thing. Um, one thing we are thinking about doing is, um, you know, when we do have these multiple games in a row, maybe dropping a little mini 15, 20 minute episode recap on the games. Uh, let us know what you guys think about that. Um, Dwayne, I got to hop on the ice here before the game. Uh, hopefully only going to miss the first period. I'm on the ice six to eight here. Training goalies, helping the goalies of tomorrow. Got to love it. Two goalies, one Mike. I'm Johnny Cullen. Dwayne, any last thoughts?
1: Go Sabres. You know, go, Bills, go Sabres. Go, Bills, go Sabres.
2: This is a big one tonight. Hopefully the Sabres can pull us off, uh, pull it off here and get back, uh, get things back on track. Dwayne, Absolutely. it's been a pleasure as always looking forward to next week's episode with an uh, interview with Sanaya Sapergi, uh, former athletic reporter, former Toronto store reporter, uh close friend of mine. She's great. Um, go Bills, go Sabres. For Dwayne Stanall, I'm Johnny Cullen. This has been episode 45 of Two Goys One Mike, brought to you live, brought through